what a wonderful journey that life is that we can continue to learn new things every day and recalibrate how we think and what we do based on, you know, our environment and where we are that day. So I definitely think that this is part of self-care. Being the mom you want to be doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about building healthy self-care habits, overcoming mindset roadblocks, and finding support. Welcome to Habit Maker Mama. It's the go-to podcast for busy moms who want to care for themselves. I'm your host, Heather Kerwin, and I'm a mother of three, pilot wife, and physician assistant. Together, we are going to redefine self-care so you can be the mom you want to be. Let's transform how you care for yourself starting right now. Have you ever talked yourself out of something before you've tried? Maybe you've thought about running a race, reading an entire book, or cooking a new recipe, but then life happens. You are a mom, and that, in and of itself, means life is busy. And in that busy, it can be easier to stay in the comfort zone. I get it, because I've been there. It's a fine balance for a mom between surviving and thriving. There are many days when I need to survive just by staying in the comfort zone. But I also know that I deserve more than the comfort zone. I wanted to find out more about how moms can boost confidence by getting outside of the comfort zone in a manageable way. Our guest today, Karen Bryan, is a mom of three and a certified nutrition coach. Her goal is to help as many moms as possible achieve their weight loss goals while gaining energy and feeling great. She received her PN1 certificate through Precision Nutrition and has a BS in psychology from the University of California, Davis. Karen's signature program, The Happy Mama Method, combines her nutrition and psychology backgrounds to teach women a balanced approach to nutrition with a strong emphasis on mindful eating practices and holistic wellness. Karen aims to help moms nourish both their souls and their bodies. Karen, I'm so glad that you're here today. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy. I love you, Heather, and everything you do. And it's been so great connecting with you. You're so sweet. It's it's so funny. I was just thinking this morning, you know, you were one of the very first people that I met when I started Habit Maker Mama through, um, you know, social media and the first person that I interviewed. And it's been so fun to watch you grow um, in helping other moms. And it's been you know, about two years now or so that we've kind of known each other and connected. So this is really a fun treat to kind of check in and see how everything is going and to get to talk about today, getting out of our comfort zone. Yes, I love it. Which for me was my very first getting out of my comfort zone was doing an Instagram live with you. I remember (laughs) sweaty palms, like just being so anxious about it. And, um, you know, come two years later, it doesn't feel stressful at all to talk to other moms, to go live, to do things like that. So sometimes you just have to get out of your comfort zone in order to um, do some things. So I'm wanting to share a little bit with our audience about you and um, about how you started Happy Mama Nutrition. So tell us that story of of how you started this journey. So um, like you mentioned in my bio, I have three children. I had them pretty quickly in about three children in four years. And I kind of lost myself as a person. I, and I think this happens to a lot of moms. So I know I wasn't alone in this experience, but I was just 
giving, giving so much of myself to my family and not giving anything back to myself. So I was tired all the time. I was run down, wasn't taking care of myself, um, you know, not getting enough sleep, obviously, which <laughs> as a mom, it's kind of a given. But but even when my kids were sleeping, I was still having issues sleeping because I was so stressed out. I wasn't eating well, wasn't drinking enough water, all of those things. Um, I kind of had a moment where I looked at myself in the mirror and thought, what am I doing? You know, I had that kind of like aha moment. And I think my youngest was about six months at that time. And I knew I was done having kids. And whether you're done having kids or not, you shouldn't wait until that point to take care of yourself. But this was just my experience. And I knew I had to make a change. And so I started with really small changes. And this comes into play when thinking about getting out of your comfort zone, because anytime you make a change, it's uncomfortable. And your brain's going to fight against that because as humans, you don't really, change is hard. You know, we have to acknowledge that and accept that change is hard and then figure out how we're going to do it anyway. Because, you know, if most, most moms of young children are in their thirties or forties, maybe their twenties and your life doesn't end then you can still continue to grow and change and evolve. You know, I love seeing stories about women and men too and you know their 70s and 80s getting law degrees and publishing books for the first time and that's so inspirational and so like thinking about that and okay I need to make a change in my life so that I can be there for my family for my for my children you know if I continue down this path of not taking care of my body I'm not going to be able to run after them and be with my grandkids for one day um so I started making really small changes in my own life. Um, I ended up losing about 25 pounds. But beyond that weight loss, it was having more energy, having more confidence, um, feeling like myself and allowing me to take care of myself again. And I, I was a more present mom, a more giving partner, um, just like a better friend and daughter to my parents, et cetera. So I just was a happier person. And I decided to really go out of my comfort zone and start a business to help other moms do the same thing. Um, so that's where Happy Mom Nutrition was born, really out of a place of wanting to give back to other moms. Um, and I loved, you know, being in part of the social media community of other mom-owned businesses where they, you know, we try to serve other moms because there's this really rich community of people who want to give back and help others. And um, that that's been just so meaningful to me to connect with moms and and help them become the best versions of themselves. I love hearing so much about that journey because there's so much personal aspects to that about how you really had to walk the walk and you really had to say, you know, there's a point where I'm ready to change and that I can do this still with my kids in tow and with doing all of the things that I need to do to be a mom, but I can still take care of myself because I matter and I'm important. And I think it's so interesting to kind of you know, think about that balance of, um, you know, how do we say, okay, you know, being a mom is, is, is tough. There are a lot of challenges that come with it and you don't necessarily have the time to just pour into yourself constantly. And so how do I give myself that grace without, you know, just kind of putting myself so far on the back burner 
And so how do I get out of my comfort zone while still giving myself grace? It's that really interesting kind of conundrum of, you know, not wanting to say, uh, to be realistic about it, you know, to say, okay, I can still push myself. And so that's where I think you really mentioned the baby steps comes in and how Mm -hmm. crucial that is to getting out of the comfort zone. Can you touch a little bit more on kind of those baby steps and really how small some of those were for you starting out on your journey of um, changing your health? I'm so glad you asked this question because this is something that I struggled with in my past and I see other people time and time again with health and nutrition, but also with so many other things in life. If anyone listening is a perfectionist or a self-proclaimed overachiever, you'll relate. (laughs) I pointed at myself. Heather's pointing at herself. (laughs) Um, That, you know, you wake up one day and you say, oh, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to start exercising every day. And you go from being sedentary to working out for an hour a day or and, you know, going from ordering takeout every night to cooking homemade meals, you're going to burn yourself out in a week, (laughs) if if not in a few days. Um, And that's a problem that I see with a lot of moms, especially, you know, I work with a lot of like millennial moms and Gen X moms. And I think it's part of our society. We want to go, go, go and do it all and be, you know, that great mom and we have these kind of egos that like we can you know we have we've been fed that narrative of you can have it all and um that i feel like backfires on women especially because i do believe we can have it all but not all at the same time and i won't go to a tangent about what i feel about that but i feel like that comes into play here because we need to take these bite-sized steps so that we can slowly expand our comfort zone without bursting that bubble. I mean, think about it like blowing up a balloon. You have to do it in short spurts. Otherwise, if you go too fast, it's going to pop. So, for example, um, you know, I just sent an email to my email list about running. I know that you read that and that resonated with you about how I never considered myself to be a runner. And we uh, just moved into this new house and my husband is a runner, always has been, and bought a treadmill. And at first I was like, ugh, like, ugh we have this treadmill in our house now. And I know that's a total first world thing, <laughs> but, um, but I just looked at it. I like, was like, oh, this makes me feel bad because I don't feel like a runner. And just looking at this, I like, had this really weird reaction to this treadmill. And then I decided to have this, you know, a growth mindset of, all right, I have this piece of equipment. Running can be good for you. Why don't I try doing some walking and running intervals? So I did a Peloton class. So it's led. It wasn't, I, I got a coach. It wasn't trying to do it on my own, which in the past I had done and then failed spectacularly because I would, you know, once every couple of years say, oh, I'm going to become a runner and I'm going to run, you know, a nine minute mile for 30 minutes. And that's me come my new thing. And then two days later, my legs would be aching. And I'd be like, I'm never doing this again until a few years later. So I decided to go slowly. So, you know, run for a minute, walk for two minutes. Well, I realized that when I did this, not only did I enjoy it, but I could run faster than I had ever thought I could run before. Because 
it was only one minute. I wasn't trying to run for 30 minutes straight. I was doing a short burst to prove to myself that I could do it. And you know what? The next time I ran, I ran for two minutes at that fast pace. And the next time, oh, I can run for four minutes. And I'm not saying I'm running a marathon anytime soon, but I would consider myself to be a runner the same way that when I first started exercising, I was told by the Peloton coach, you know, you're an athlete. I never thought of myself as an athlete, but at any point in your life, you can change. You can take on these small steps to better yourself. And by getting out of your comfort zone, that's how you continue to grow and evolve. And I think it's really important as a mom too, to model that behavior for your kids. Um, especially if, you know, if you're a mom and then, and you have daughters, I think that that's really important too. Yeah. And so much of that, um, really follows kind of the principles of habit formation. You know, you started out with these really bite-sized, um, movements, you're just running for that one minute and then building on from there and then associating yourself with that identity of being a runner. And it's not that you said, oh, I'm, you know, a a New York City marathoner or this or that, just I'm a runner. You ran, you ran a minute. So you're a runner and you adopted that identity and then really grew in that confidence of being able to say, I'm a runner and I can go for a minute because I've done it before and I can go for two minutes and I can go for three minutes. And with each time that you built on it, that confidence grew and gave you more ability to continue stepping out of that comfort zone and push for just a little bit more than you had done in a way that wasn't overly aggressive. You know, you didn't try to start with that 30 minute, nine minute miles um, right out the gate because that probably wouldn't have built confidence. So I just love how that happened for you. And I can totally relate because being now two and a half months postpartum, you know, I was returning to running. I have, I love, I do love running. So I'm lucky in that regard. And that is something enjoyable for me. Um, but I very much had to work myself back up to it. You know, I started with the very basics, which was breathing exercises to get my core strengthened again. And then I started with walking. And then just like you, I started with those one minute intervals of running, jogging, very slow jogging. <laughs> and, and then just continued to move up. And now I'm at a pace where I can um, run consecutively for about 30 minutes. And you know, that's something that I could not do two months ago. And if I would have tried to jump right back into it, I would have injured myself. I would have been frustrated. I wouldn't be confident in that ability. Um, And so getting out of that comfort zone, I think really requires those baby steps in order to grow with it and to have it be something that you can sustain and continue with. Um, So I just, I loved hearing that story because I think so many moms can relate So maybe it doesn't have to be a a physical movement aspect of your life, but maybe it's something different like cooking in the kitchen, you know, learning a new recipe, um, learning how to organize your children's schedule, whatever it is that you want to do, you can do it with those baby steps. So thank you for sharing your story about becoming a runner because I love that. Now I get to call you a runner. (laughs) Thank you. I love when you said, you know, did you run? You're a runner. And that's the same thing with, I mean, any, anything, you can always identify yourself. You get to put the label on what you are. Yeah. And I think moms forget that. You just also wanted to 
throw that out there. Yes, yes. No, I absolutely. So you just mentioned, you know, doing doing your running. Are there any other activities that you've done recently where you've thought, man, I really pushed myself out of my comfort zone? Yeah, well, um, I mean, it really, like I, like we said, can be, this can be applied to anything. Um, but one thing that I go in and out of, and I think you probably can relate to this, that we're not perfect, right? We like slip in our habits and we need to kind of dial in um, our good habits from time to time too. So I go back and forth with meditation all the time. I, I'm a huge proponent of meditation, but I admit that sometimes I get out of the habit and any, every time I kind of slip and won't do it, I love to meditate at night before I go to bed. I feel like it just kind of, one, helps me fall asleep better at night, but also just puts me in that good headspace and I like have better dreams and then I wake up in a better mood when I meditate at night. Um, I will have to build myself up to a longer meditation. And I think part of it is a psychological thing. Um, but, you know, I think it was a week or two ago, I decided, you know, I need to start meditating again. And again, and I look at my meditation app and I, I almost pick a 30 minute meditation. And then I was like, Karen, what are you doing? I shift that. You know that after eight minutes, you're going to start getting really antsy and then it's going to frustrate you. Because your ego is going to be screaming, why can't you, you know, those intrusive thoughts, why can't you do longer? That's wrong. And it's like, well, that's because you're out of practice and that's okay. You know, I gave myself that grace like we talked about. It's okay to to, be, to get out of ha- the habit. But look, look at how well you're trying <laughs> yes. to, to get back in it. So let's not shoot for that 30 minutes. It's okay. Like you can do 10 minutes or even five minutes and work your way back to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also getting out of your comfort zone can apply to a lot of different areas like we've been kind of saying, but really also some of those psychological aspects. You know, some of the things that I've been trying to work on are to not be such a perfectionist. And I've learned that it can be hard to just kind of eliminate these character traits or eliminate these, you know, aspects of our lives that have proven to to be successful for us in some way shape or form so instead of just saying oh i'm I'm just not going to be a perfectionist anymore because that's probably pretty unrealistic but Mm -hmm. trying to take baby steps and saying okay you know uh, i've um created a social media post okay i looked it over once it looks good i don't need to go back and read it 10 different times i uh i think this is good we're going to publish this we're not going to sit there and think well what is everyone going to think about this is this the right way to say it is there something wrong with this I don't know, am I offending someone here? You know, getting getting all wrapped up into it. And it has been saving me a lot of time and mental anguish to kind of start to just, you know, parcel back on some of those tendencies. Um, and that has been getting out of my comfort zone to not have to, you know, check something 10 different times and say, okay, is it good or not? And the beautiful thing about getting out of your comfort zone, it it is kind of like, really ties into habit formation because as you build the habit to work on expanding your comfort zone, it just becomes easier. And then eventually you'll forget that one day you used to spend an hour, you know, analyzing one social media post or I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what you do. Oh, I used to. Oh, I used to. (laughs) (laughs) On social media. Um, 
And you'll just say, wow, I feel so good about this 10 minutes I'm spending on this post. Yeah. You know, this, this feels normal now. This is my new normal. Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that when you are working with your clients that you are able to kind of objectively see their shift and watch them get out of their comfort zone in a way that is um, really stepwise? You're obviously setting up the plan for them, but what's it like watching clients kind of go through that comfort zone transition? Mm. Well, um, that is a lot of what I do is push them. Um, I, and I, I only take on a certain number of clients at a time because I try to have a really um, personalized and high touch um, approach to each client. And and everyone is unique, right? Especially when it comes to nutrition um, and wellness. So what works for one person isn't going to work the same for the next person. I don't have like a one size fits all approach. And I want every client to expand their comfort zone at their own pace. So I'm not going to push someone beyond what they can handle. So I really get to know that each client and and push them appropriately so that they are making progress, but it's never too much. And I know that some clients, some of my clients have gotten frustrated because they're say not making any progress as fast as they want to. But they always have that aha moment where they're like, oh my gosh, I like I'm here now. Like I've arrived at the place where I now I get it. Like I get what I need to do. Now I'm with the program. And if I were to kind of force it on them earlier, then that's when they're not going to be successful for life. Like if I say like, okay, here's my program. Um, you need to eat 1200 calories a day and need to work out for an hour a day. And if you do that, you'll lose weight. And like, <laughs> wonderful, right? Um, yeah, it might work. But then, you know, like, one day you're going to burn out and you're going to be like, why am I doing this? I'm miserable and this is not for me. So throw that out. <laughs> yeah. What I like to do is, you know, three to five, sometimes a little more really baby steps, baby goals, baby things to do it each week that's going to move the needle. And they, we scaffold um, new skills and new habits. So they build on each other and then they end up having this cumulative effect until boom, like, wow, like you've changed your whole mindset. Like this is built into your psyche for life so that you can, you know, have these good eating habits. Yeah. I think there's such a beauty in having a cheerleader, someone behind you, you know, a coach who is helping you through this and kind of walking you through all of this process. You know, it seems so logical that if you're an athlete, you know, you get a coach for something, you know, football players have coaches, uh, track athletes have coaches and all these people have coaches. But it's funny, sometimes I think as, you know, a mom, maybe you think, oh, I don't, I mean, I don't need a coach, right? Like I'm a mom, I don't, I'm not like a professional athlete or something like that. But what an amazing thing to have somebody in your corner holding your hand, cheerleading for you, saying, hey, I know you can do this little baby step. It's not going to be, you know, aggressive or in your face. We're just going to do this together and I'm going to cheer for you and tell that tell you that you can do it. Because I think just having that little extra confidence boost um, to kind of walk you through those journeys is such a huge aspect of getting out of that comfort zone. I mean, of course, it's helpful to have kind of an internal, um, you know, something internal that tells you that you can do it. But having somebody else, I think, is such a big part of 
really being able to achieve things that you yourself maybe didn't think were possible. Do you think that pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone is a form of self-care or um, what are your thoughts on that? That's a great question. I do think it's a form of self-care because I define self-care as um, something that is going to fill your cup and help you be the best version of yourself. And by appropriately pushing your comfort zone and your boundaries. And I say that I want to emphasize that appropriately because this, you have to take it with care because if you go too, too much too fast or then there could be issues. Um, that's how you grow and that's how you continue to evolve and become that best version of yourself today because who you were yesterday is not who you are today or who you'll be tomorrow. And what a wonderful journey that life is that we can continue to learn new things every day and recalibrate how we think and what we do based on you know, our environment and where we are that day. So I definitely think that this is part of self-care. That's beautiful. I love that so much because there really is so much truth in doing it in a way that is appropriate. I think it's so important that you pointed that out because like we've talked about during this entire um, podcast episode is really the importance of baby stepping this, the importance of saying what's appropriate. Getting out of your comfort zone does not mean that you are suddenly going to go from walking every day to running a marathon, you know, overnight. It's about taking the baby steps to getting where you want to be, whatever that is in your life, whether it's um, a physical activity, whether it's your nutrition, whether it's something to do with, um, you know, a behavior change of a psychological behavior change, whatever it is that gets you to be the person that you want to be. And everything you said about that was so um, spot on in my mind. You know, I totally agree with that. And um, I think if if moms can really approach it from this aspect of, I deserve to do something for myself, it doesn't have to be um, something that takes, you know, all day or, you know, an excess amount of time to do, but just even those little small moments of baby stepping to do something that I want to do um, is really huge. Now, do you think there's a good time or a good season in motherhood when pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, you know, is better than another time? I know you mentioned for you, it kind of, you know, fell into place where you're like, okay, I feel it. It's the time. My little one is six months old. She's my last one. Tell me about what you think about a timing of of pushing yourself. I really believe that any time is a good time with the caveat that I would be um, more careful if you are, I would say, up to three months postpartum, just because your hormones are still um, you know, going haywire sometimes. And and some people feel like totally back to normal, you know, by four weeks postpartum. And if you feel comfortable, then great, you know, go after your dreams and your goals and, and evolve. But if you, I wouldn't put any pressure on yourself um, if you're less than three months postpartum. And even beyond that, if you're not feeling ready because maybe you're still, you know, nursing and you're just not there yet. Um, but otherwise, you know, like I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions or I'll start on Monday or, you know, 
November is going to be my month or what have you, because there's never going to be a perfect time. There's always going to be a sick kid or, you know, your partner's traveling for work or you have a work deadline or yada, yada, yada. There's always something that's going to happen to throw a wrench in your plans. Um, And you have to figure out how you're going to overcome just life's everyday things so that you can, you know, kind of integrate that into your plans for, for change and for, you know, getting out of your comfort zone because that's just a fact of life. Yeah, I can relate to that so much, you know, with my husband being a pilot, with us now having three kids. Um, we also recently had a pipe leak. So our entire like downstairs is a total mess. <laughs> and but prior to that, I just kept thinking, you know, okay, like, well, maybe, you know, when my husband gets home from this current trip, then I'll try and, you know, make some changes. Or when this happens, then I'll try and make some changes. And that's just not a long-term feasible plan because there is always, like you said, always going to be some some curveball. And I think that's motherhood. I think that's also just life in general for most people. But I do think that motherhood really puts those curveballs right at right in your face all of the time. And learning how to pivot and to take those curveballs but still put emphasis on yourself um, is really kind of what can get you through, at least in my mind, is um, saying, okay, I I can learn how to pivot. Things are never going to be perfect. There's never going to be a perfect time in motherhood to do really just about anything, but I can take advantage. (laughs) I can take advantage and change my perspective on things and, you know, find what works in order to get myself out of, out of my comfort zone. You know, even, in those first three postpartum months, maybe getting out of your comfort zone is asking for help. You know, for me, that was a big one with the first two was learning how to do that. And that was really difficult for me. Um, And so I would say that, you know, now with number three, I've kind of learned that much better and I can ask for it. And it doesn't feel so much out of my comfort zone anymore because I've practiced it enough. And that's allowed me to do other things that feel out of my comfort zone. So each skill kind of builds on each other. Um, like you've mentioned with your clients, you know, you build the scaffolding and you're able to kind of get to the top of that ladder where you need to by having all these building blocks put on top of one another. Um, so I just, I love so much about how you've framed getting out of your comfort zone and, and what it means to do that in motherhood um, and how you can be the mom you want to be by making these really small changes now, Karen, if you could do anything for a self-care activity, what is a favorite one for you? Ooh, um, love this question. So I, one thing that I started doing about a year ago is I started get, get, getting back into reading again, which is something that I kind of I didn't give myself a lot of time to do since becoming a mother. So I would read it like maybe one or two books a year. Um, when I really fell in love with reading fiction again and so I would probably go like on a retreat somewhere mm-hmm. like alone or with like a girlfriend but like somewhere like on a beach or in the mountains where I could just like read all day and then have like food cooked for me with a glass of wine at night and lots of coffee in the morning and just <laughs> 
relax. And even just talking about this, I really recommend everyone just do this exercise. I, I just feel calm, just even like just talking about it for 10 seconds. Totally. I, I pictured you in the mountains with your book, your glass of wine, a fireplace right in front of you, staring over this over the whole view. And it sounds so idyllic and it makes me feel calm. And I'm like, oh, Karen, thank you for, for bringing that into my life right now. <laughs> This is your meditation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, that's incredible. I love that reading has become, you know, somewhat more of a, a daily self-care activity that you've sort of incorporated. And then on the grand scale, doing a much more relaxing retreat. Thank you so much for joining us today. I just love talking about getting out of the comfort zone in a realistic sense for moms and how we deserve as moms to push ourselves and to be the moms that we want to be. So thanks so much for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. If you're loving the Habit Maker Mama podcast, I want to invite you to check out our free five-day self-care plan so you can jumpstart your journey to incorporating self-care into your day as a busy mom. You can head to habitmakermama.com forward slash prioritize yourself challenge or head to the link in the show notes. You'll receive daily support to help you succeed in starting your journey. Again, head to habitmakermama.com forward slash prioritize yourself challenge. See you next time.